So I have a uh, I have a, a blog here, an article. It's titled "The Top Five Recruitment Trends for 2023." I have thoughts. I don't disagree. I'm just going to add a few a few more thoughts onto these top five here, and I'll try to go through them quickly. The first one it says uh, the emergence of employer branding. <laughs> Couple things here. Some of some of the folk some of the folks associated with Beyond Brand on the product side, we had a long talk, probably three, four hour talk. I'd say around Christmas, first, second week in January. And I'll be very honest with you, that talk was not exciting. It was not, it was not fun. It was not um it was not an energy generating conversation. We were discussing the state of the world and how disappointing it is. You know, I'll be very I'll be very vulnerable right now. You know, my mother, a woman that I love, my family, um, they're with me. The the the, the climate here financially in Maryland is getting to a, a very high, uncomfortable level and degree. Um, it's, uh, it's very odd. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of things happening, things like that that are very personal. Sorry, I blanked out for a minute there because it's, it's, it's near and dear to my heart. But um, personal situations like that, um, just even, even going deeper into that, just the state of the real estate market today is just outrageous. Uh, people are losing their jobs. Um, companies are shuffling and reshifting and, and navigating. And the world's in a, you know, the, the, the racial climate, um, the world's in an interesting spot, very difficult spot, very uncomfortable spot. And so when I opened up this article, I thought to myself, I said, why would the emergence of employer branding be the first one? But then it hit me immediately. It hit me like a ton of bricks. I thought to myself, it's probably going to be number one because America's going to get out of this. Like, I don't mean to put my motivational cap on, but that's just legit, legitimately how America is structured. We are going to see this through. My mother is going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. The world's going to be okay. We're, we, we are fighters. We're innovative, innovators, we're thinkers. And let's just call it what it is, American can print money. But that's besides the point. Now, I don't want to get political. But my point is, there will be another side to this. And I think there's some small data showing the other side of this may be coming sooner than later. And so if that's the case, let's think about the core definition of employer branding and what it's, what it's really used for. So many applicants across the world are going to be looking at each and every company with a very odd, keen, um, submissive, uh, maybe that's a bad word to use, um, judgmental, um, curious, and hesitant eye. They're going to be thinking to themselves, what's the financial climate of this company? What's the roadmap financially of this company? What's the what's the experience internally, like the feelings in the company? What does it feel like to work here emotionally, psychology-wise? 
what's happening with like core HR best practices, bar none, employees are more educated about the the importance of having at least a healthy workplace more than ever before. It is it is at its peak. It's a non-negotiable. Um, and so many other elements. So so companies are in a very uncertain space right now. And so if that's the case, then 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 <clears throat> I would agree that top that that employer uh, employer branding would be number one because if that's the case, if the world is looking at your company and wondering what the hell has this company been doing over the last twelve months, what state is this company in? If someone is, if a very high level talented individual is nervous about that, they're going to choose the safer company, even though it may not be the better company. So you, as an organization, needs to. Take employer branding seriously and say, you know what? Not only, not only are we going to let you know what type of company we are, but we're going to do so authentically. Authentically. Because applicants are looking at you like, what is happening in the world? What is happening at this company? I heard this. I heard that. My mother, my cousin, my brother, my, 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 the old colleague that I used to work with that I thought I knew. And like everyone that I know has been saying a few things about the workforce and particularly this this company. What's happening here? What's their overall state of uh, important of view on Black Lives Matter movement? What's been happening with them financially? Is there opportunities here? Are they on a kind of operational growth freeze for a second? What is happening? And so, yeah, I would agree with this because it's it, it'll be so important for you probably in the middle of this year, toward definitely towards the back end of 2023, reestablishing who you are. Kind of like when a celebrity goes through a really tough moment in their life and they do like this like marketing PR campaign to like get everyone back on their side. Companies are going to have to do that, but authentically. They're going to have to utilize every facet of what I believe. They're going to have to utilize things like top employer to really do an audit, to understand what they're actually like, to understand and make sure they're doing it operationally. They're going to have to use beyond brand to communicate honestly. Allow a third party lens to infiltrate what you're doing, because there is no infiltration, infiltration. It's only just magnifying and identifying and promoting what's what's already great and things that are not so great. They're just being honest. Utilizing tools and technology like Jammer. Being thoughtful about where you are, are, are looking for this talent. The, the point that I'm making is I would agree with this. 2023, middle to the back half, the focus and the dedication around employer branding and rewriting your story as an organization is going to be incredibly important. And the, and the companies that do that are going to be the companies that attract really high-level talent. The second one here is data-driven recruiting. I would, again, agree. I think we're seeing that with products and tools like Almas. It's, you want to start being smarter when it comes to recruiting, if you can. Now, I'm on the record of having more of a Gary Vee approach. Anyone that knows Gary Vee for his real business context, he is someone that says, 
gut feel, fast, uh, hire fast, fire fast. People make mistakes. You know, contextualize the experience. All the greatest things that you know are in my core. But as I've gotten older and wiser, I will admit there's a way to use your gut, but do so in a more thoughtful way. You could totally be hiring someone that's a great fit, a great gut feel, and just do it fast because you're like, you know what? I can move them out faster if, you know, whatever the case is, right? But that person could could fit technically, strategically, skill-based-wise for your company, but you know what could be not a right factor for you? Their perspectives and behavior. And I don't mean negative behavior, positive behavior. What I mean by that is, Literally what they want to do in an 18-month window in comparison to what you actually have as an offering organizationally within an 18-month window. There just might be a delineation there. There may be a moment in time on the L&D side or the career mapping side that they're looking for within 18 months that you just simply cannot provide. And that is okay. But having a process, a technology, a tool to extract that data and communicate that data and storytell that data and be honest about that data is amazing. So I would agree. It'll, it'll, it'll allow you to make a more thoughtful decision when recruiting. Relying on AI-powered recruitment. Again, been talking about it this whole episode. Let's keep going. I agree with this. The rise of the proactive recruiter. I would agree with that a lot. I would agree with that a lot. I think um, I think being a proactive recruiter means a couple of things. I think it means as an organization, the employer branding and HR teams given being given the money, the credibility, the 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 capability of of communicating and doing what they do from a recruiting perspective, like the media side of the business. Like I would say just as much energy that you put into hiring your media company internally. Like if you're a shoe company right now, if you're a clothing bear right now, you have a lot of money in video. You have a lot of money in production. You have a lot of money on the ad spend side, on the creative side, on the visual the visual side. You have a lot of money so your company can look and feel cool. All of that money and power and energy proactively should be spent within your recruiting teams. You, you, you should have recruiters being paid to just be great relationship builders. There should be a KPI connected to it. Let's not put them in this window and box in this time where they have to fill a certain quota. Of course, there will always be a certain number that you wishes that you wish and want them to, to, to hit. But why don't you congratulate them and give them $10,000 bonuses for building deep, meaningful relationships that lead to potential opportunities in 12 to 18 month windows. I'm a big bang guy. I'd rather work something hard and look on the other side and there's 30 great, there's 30 K there, there's 15 K there's, there's 60 K there's a hundred K. I'd rather plant a seed for 10 years for a million, two million, three million dollar opportunities. Quick wins are just as important, but I get it. But at the end of the day, you want your recruiters to be a little bit more proactive, plant seeds, be aggressive. Be thoughtful. Last thing, a developed DEI strategy. I love this freaking article. I love this freaking article. I'm reaching. I love this freaking article. I love this freaking article. 
This article is high level. This is, and when I say it's high level, I just mean it's it's accurate. It's easy to comprehend. A developed DEI strategy, a thousand percent. It's why companies and tools like that virtual exist. Period. Period. DEI is no longer in its infancy stage. It is. It is evolving. It is growing. It is developing. Money, tools, research, energy, passion, all of these things need to be supported and backed by it. A developed DEI strategy for me starts with things like that virtual, knowing how you're going to organize and process everything that you're doing. Right? Knowing how you're going to do that, knowing where everything is in one place. And having it in one place. The point is, there's a lot of good work here that should be and can be and will be done. I'm very excited to be a part of it. So, this is a great article. Uh, let me see what's in that. By Katie Coleman of Circa. Objectively great. Simple, easy, and accurate. As always, just a few thoughts, just a few perspectives. We'll talk soon.